Good morning again, family. All right, starting with me and your copy of God's Word. We'll be in 2 Timothy this morning, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Um, first, I want to thank um, Craig Arnold for being with us last night and preaching, or last week, and preaching in my stead so in order to allow me to give a, get a Sunday off. Um, hopefully you were you are blessed by the message that he brought for us last week. Uh, uh, Craig, I, I think you talked about it, you know, church planting in Crest Hill. And that aligns with the, the, the missions emphasis that we've had over this past year. And I want to help you understand how important missions is for us. And so I was happy to have somebody who was in the, the midst of planting a church uh, nearby, by the way, in, in Crest Hill. And so to come and kind of talk about what they're doing and how they're doing it and, um, so that we can uh, be thinking and praying about that church should be praying, thinking and praying for, for Craig and the, the launch team that they have as they continue to um, uh, start this, this new work so that they can reach people with the gospel. That is the, the goal for us here at First Baptist Bolingbrook as we grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ, as we thrive as a body of believers and serve Bolingbrook and the greater community. Our, our job as given in the Great Commission is to go, therefore, and, and, and share the good news. And so this is a part of the, the, the thing that we're here to do and to support plants like um, the one in Crest Hill or to go and, and um, support missions, not only domestically, but also uh, internationally as well. That is my heart. That is my prayer for us to be able to do that. Um, I, I, when I think about it, you know, to really be able to, to birth a new church. So when, when becoming pastor here, I never really thought about the numbers. The numbers really weren't, even though that's one of the ways that we measure, unfortunately, uh, the so-called success of a church, is for me is never about the numbers. My goal is for us to, when, when we say grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ, that's growing in our spiritual maturity. And um, as the numbers go up, as people interact here and they come to hear the gospel be preached and um, to go to st the Bible studies and the, the prayer groups, and we're interacting with one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, um, more and more people will tend to come. And then the, at a certain point, what I'd love for, to see from us is that we, we birth another church out of this one. And that we would get to a, a certain swell that together that people would be called from our midst to go and do a new work, just like Craig is doing with, with his launch team, and we would go and do a new work um, somewhere else, whether it be here in Illinois, it be somewhere um, else in the United States or uh, abroad. That's my prayer, that's my goal, is that we would birth not just one church, but many churches out of First Baptist Bolingbrook. We kind of have thought of ourselves over the years as kind of a missional minded. We've had a, a lot of people over the, the 54 years that we've been a church for people to come and they, they start doing studies here and they become deacons or, or whatever, Sunday school teachers, and then they go and leave somewhere else and uh, become pastors or missionaries and youth youth pastors and things of that nature. So it's been cool to see but I would love for us to continue in that vein 
and be able to say, um, these churches have come out of First Baptist Bolingbrook that we uh, have grown and helped support just to, to see God's mission flourish as we talk about birthing. Now, I think it's appropriate that we, we're celebrating here Mother's Day. Um, happy Mother's Day again to all, all of the mothers that we have in the house. And, and what's, what's amazing to, to me about many of you is um, the selflessness that you have um, just in general, not just for your own kids, but also um, other others' kids, others in the family. And um, even when we come together and looking after each other and each other's kids, I just love how that happens. And, you know, a lot of stuff that would, wouldn't happen here at the church if it weren't for many of you. So thank you for being here and doing the things that you do. It's our day to honor mothers. And for some of us, we have the opportunity to see or talk to our mothers today and tell them and show them how much they mean to us, how much we love them. But for others, um, all we have are the memories. We have those memories left that, that testify to the love that they've shown us. We, uh, as we think about mothers today, as well as the mother figures in our lives, we have to think about the differences that they've made in our lives. Just sit back and think about the difference that your mother made in your life. And, and, and as we think about that, I, I am sure that we would come up with various things that instantly come to mind. Many of us, since we're celebrating Mother's Day, we want to think about the great things, the good things that our mothers have done for us. But for some of us, we think about some of those bad things. Uh, the things that my, my, my parents always say, I never remember the good things. I'm always bringing up the, the bad things and how they wouldn't let me do this or that or, or whatever. But um, mothers, just in general, right, we, we take the good and the bad, but still the being able to, to be birthed out of someone and then to be cared for in such a way. Or even further, I keep talking about mother figures, but, you know, when we talk about adoption and things of the nature and foster care, man, to do all these things is, is just amazing. And the, the things that we do is unimaginable. We bring kids into our fold and are uh, loving on them and uh, raising them the way they should uh, be. So as we read through the Bible, as we, we look through the various parts of Scripture, we see a lot of great examples of mothers and mother figures. Some have a positive influence, while others certainly do have a negative influence. First of all, let's consider Rebecca. If you remember Rebecca, she's the mother of Jacob and Esau. She actually fits in both of these categories, funny enough, right? If you remember the, the story, you know, she loved Jacob while Isaac preferred Esau. So they, they, they chose sides and picked teams. It's interesting to see how Rebecca played into everything that, that Jacob did and then later how Jacob and Esau came back together. But he, she played a huge role in that house. Jochebed was Moses' mother, and she was a positive influence. Naomi, who loved her son's wife, Ruth, was a positive influence. How about Bathsheba, who was the complicated wife of David, had a very strong influence on Solomon's life. There was Hannah, 
the mother of Samuel and a very positive influence. Elizabeth was the mother of John the Baptist and also uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Can you imagine Mary, the mother of Jesus? It's funny, during Christmas time, we, a lot of we like to sing the song, Mary, did you know? The answer is yes. Yes, she knew. But when we think about that and how it played out, and, and Mary is being told that she is going to give birth to the Christ, the Messiah, and how it was going to happen. I, I mean, she was, I'm sure, uh, confused, didn't understand what was going on and why it was happening that way. Then she had to, to go tell John, like, well, Joseph, well, see, this is what's going on. And he's like, well, I, I'm not too sure about this. But look at how all that came together. I mean, can you imagine as, as a mother, as a father raising Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the responsibility that it took there? We're going to look this morning at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. I'll get you out of here early this morning. 2 Timothy 1, 1 through 6, and we'll get a view of some of the mothers listed here in Scripture and how um, they played a, a huge role in here specifically Timothy's wife or Timothy's life. Second Timothy chapter 1 verses 1 through 6. Here God's Word reads, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace mercy and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors with clear conscience as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. I love how Paul opens up this letter. I love just the how he's so expressive about this relationship that he has with his young protege. And, and it makes me think, man, do I have anybody in my life that I, I'm thinking about in this way? Am, am I this ter- type of person in anybody else's life? As he comes and, and he calls him my beloved child, grace and mercy and peace from God the Father. I thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors with clear conscience as I remember you constantly in my prayers. Wow. What that could feel like. Is there anybody in your life today when you wake up in the morning and and you are praying your daily prayers and you think about somebody in your life, the the people in your life, that you have affection for them, much like uh, Paul has for Timothy? And are you able to express that, that love and endearment for those people in your life? Verse four, as I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I reminded in your sincere faith, the faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I'm sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God, which is in you and through the laying on of my hands. Let's pray. Gracious Father, what a great honor and blessing it is for us to be here today where we can open up your scripture and hear you speak to us through your words. 
Father, we thank you for uh, setting the foundation for us to be able to go and understand um, uh, how we ought to live our lives and, and, and how we can have an impact on um, the world for you. Uh, how we can have an impact on the kingdom through what you have given us to do. Father, as we dive into your word, help us to see the lessons that you would have put in front of us. Father, we thank you for um, uh, everything that you continue to do. Uh, Father, hide me behind the cross so people might see more of you and less of me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in in your sight. My Lord, my strength and my redeemer, whom I trust. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So here we have in the this letter to Timothy, we have Paul who writes to his young protege, Timothy. And Timothy's mother um, uh, was Eunice and his grandmother was Lois. Their influence was so great on Timothy's life that we find them in a place of honor here li- listed in the, the scriptures. Their influence on Timothy would help to equip him to be one of the first leaders of this worldwide movement in the kingdom of God. Acts chapter 16, uh, verses 1 through 2, Paul, uh, it says, Paul came also to Derbe and to Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was Greek that he was well spoken of by brothers of Lystria and in Iconium. So here we see, and I'm, uh, next week we're going to be starting our new series in the book of Acts. So I'm excited and anxious for us to get there and see the, the foundations of what we know as the church and how we got here to where we are today is through the influence of Timothy's mother and grandmother that we see that he was brought up and instilled with these Christian values. This can be hard depending on the the household, of course. Some people have a parenting style that says, uh, do as I say, not as I do. We might have heard or seen that a few times. And kids are perceptive. The kids are, they're seeing, well, uh, you tell me to do all these things, but you don't do it. Just do what I said. Get out of here. Stop making sense. Just do what I told you to do. Some people just... Uh, just have that way about them. But you can't tell them how important it is to be in the church if you're not there. You can't tell your children how important it is to read your Bible if they never see you reading your Bible. Um, you, you can't tell them how important it is to, to be in prayer if they don't see you praying. Basically, you can't tell your children, how important a relationship with God is if they don't see you having a relationship with him. They, they need to see Jesus living in you. They need to see that um, uh, what real Christianity looks like. We have to, you have to model it for them. So they can get to see firsthand of what it goes. You know, I think we've abdicated our responsibilities um, as parents. And we want to shift our children out to school. We want to ship our kids out to church and let them do the work that we're responsible for doing. Well, they just they could just learn that at, at school. Oh, they could just learn that at, at church. But, but then you're not reinforcing those things when they get home. You're not reinforcing all the things that the values that you would have, and you're not modeling that for them. 
One of these, um, uh, one of those is the spiritual formation of our children that we have outsourced or have neglected altogether. We want to complain about how the world is and where the world is going, but we have not taken or accepted the responsibility that we've played into how we got here. Is that we have not taken our children to help them to understand who Jesus Christ is and, and what God has revealed to us through his scriptures, uh, how we get this, this mentality, where morality comes from, how to be a good person, what that looks like and what it doesn't look like, and, and to realize that none of us are good aside from what Jesus Christ has done. But we want to sit and bemoan about the world and the, the lack of moral values and how uh, we can get excited about one thing and not another or we can go uh, 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 looting or anything else when things come up in our lives and we wonder what happened. So we haven't spent our time uh, in uh, developing our children with these particular values. We often depend on someone else to teach our children about Jesus. My prayer is that we would teach our children about Jesus at a, a young age. What they learn at church uh, means that uh, very little is, is not reinforced at home. So we got to take things from outside of this building and then reinforce it. Or even just a simple conversation on the drive home. When we would have a children's church, we have children in the room. What did you learn today? What did you hear? What does that mean to you? How can you apply it? We need children to see their mothers and fathers with open Bibles in their laps. We need more children who are being influenced toward the Lord by their parents. We having this conversation when you talk about, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray about these things, and and we talked about testimonies earlier in the service. We need to be talking about what God is doing for us in our lives and giving praise and honor to Him when things happen. That it's not just because of who I am and doing my own thing; is because who God is. Give Him the praise and honor, the glory that He rightly deserves, instead of trying to take it for ourselves. In the short passage we read today, we see Lois, who is influencing the third generation. This means that she had a great influence on her daughter Eunice, and now she's continuing her godly influence on the next generation. Verse 5 says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that um, dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you. For our grandmothers here today, your job is not done. Even though you've raised your children and they may not be in your house anymore, you're, you're not absolved from any more work. Even if they're, miles, if they're miles away, you might not be able to run and chase after them, but I tell you what, you can be praying for them. You can be thinking about them and uh, uh, lifting them up in prayer. You can be sharing with them what God has done for you in your life. Man, we, I miss that we have those, those older, mature women that can just talk for hours and hours about the goodness of God and what he's done for them in their, in their lives. 
how they can take young women under their arms and, and talk about, uh, this is how I went through this. Here's, here's how I dealt with uh, early in my marriage and the kind of the struggles that we went through. And here's how I dealt with it. Here's the times that I went to the Lord and here's what he did. Here's how he showed up. Oh, I remember when first having kids and, and what we did, and, and this is how I handled those things. This is the, the times where I went to the Lord because, quite honestly, we feel like we're alone. We, we feel like, well, I'm the only one experiencing these, these challenges and struggles because we don't have those mature Christians anymore coming behind us and say, I went through the same thing that you're dealing with right now. I've been where you are. Be encouraged. Let me pray with you. Let me pray for you. It's going to get better. You're going to come out on the other side because I'm going to be there with you. I miss that. We need to share those things. We need to be an encouragement to one another. If you're here today and you're, you're an older saint, you're a seasoned saint here, find somebody that's younger to you, younger than you and latch on to them. Start meeting with them and praying with them and, and sharing uh, what you have sharing your experiences, it will go a long way. My personal testimony is that I'm the product of both of my grandmothers as well. Um, as a, as in a young age, I remember going and spending the night at my grandparents' house and I remember my grandmother, she, she would get up at some ungodly hour in the morning. I don't know what's, what the problem was with that. But I would just hear her talking. And I know good and well everybody else is asleep. I know my grandfather, he was going to work. But I would just hear her talking. And then, and then I would hear her singing. And one day I went down, I'm like, Grandma, what's going on? What are you doing? Who are you talking to? I'm thinking, well, do I need to call somebody? Like, I'm, I'm a little concerned. This is all, baby. I'm just talking to the Lord. I'm just walking through here and just, just praising God for what he's done. I'm like, well, what are you singing about? What, what is all the stuff you did? I'm just praising. I'm worshiping God because I was able to wake up this morning. This is what I do every morning. I'm going and I want to talk and have a conversation with, with the Lord because he woke me up this morning and be singing some hymns to him because of how, uh, how much joy that he's given to me. At an early age, that has that stuck with me. Like, I guess she's not crazy. But man, she loves the Lord. To, to be getting up so early and just, just be talking with, without any, any uh, she, she wasn't uh, ashamed. And she knew that was important to have that line of communication. And, and again, it had a huge impression on me. And my other grandmother, if you've been here a while, you, 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 I've, talked, I've talked about her often and how we would sit together and, you know, we would listen to preaching on the radio. For kids, you know, we, we listened to the radio. We didn't have YouTube and TVs and stuff. And so we had to we'll talk later about what the radio is. But I would get to sit with her and we get to hear, you know, different preachers and, and, and talk about uh, and just sing along with uh, different the services and music that was taking place. You know, she would open up the scriptures. We read it together. And, and it was fun. It was my grandma. I just loved it. Enjoy the impression that she had on me. 
And my testimony is such that even when I was even younger, my mother told me this later, I didn't remember, but when, when I felt the call on my life to be pastor, my, my mother reminded me, she's like, Granny knew that you would be a pastor one day. Like, what, what do you mean? And she's like, because you, you would go and um, when you guys would be listening to the radio and listen to preachers, you would jump up on the, the couch and, and you would talk and wave your finger around and act like you were one of the preachers. <laughs> It's like that boy going to be a preacher one day. And I was talking gibberish. But she knew that I had a calling on my life. And she fanned the flame. She encouraged that in me, having me remembering, uh, memorizing verses and, and scriptures. And, and again, opening up the scriptures and us reading together and, and talking about all that stuff. I, I don't know how much I understood at the time, but still it was, it was a seed that was planted in me. And I'm not saying all of, all of the kids are going to be uh, pastors or ministry workers, but we need to know who Jesus Christ is. There's no way that we can go throughout this world and live the lives as demanding as it is without knowing who Christ is, what he's done for us how he gave up his life for us on the cross. It is so, so vitally important. I talked about the grandmothers, but mothers can be influences on your life as well. Remember, Paul comes in and says, look, I am reminded of your sincere faith, of the faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, right? And your mother Eunice. So Eunice went and reaffirmed all the things that her mother had taught her, and she's going and teaching it to Timothy. Mothers here, if you're with us here today, you need to know that your life is a testimony as well as what God has done. Let your children see how important a relationship with Jesus Christ is. They should only know what your favorite television show is. They need to know that you love the Lord and that you love the Lord above and beyond anything else that happens in life. You need to tell them how they can have a relationship with him as well. And we talk about, um, you know, how, how life is and um, so many single mothers and uh, fatherlessness and everything else. So it's more important now than probably it has ever been over the course of time, the importance that, that mothers have in the lives of our youth and what that means. I said, I'll get you out of here early and I'm going to stand by that. Um, as we go through, whether again, whether you're a mother today, whether you're a mother figure, again, I challenge the mature saints here in the building, before you leave today, find a younger woman that you can connect with, that you can um, encourage and support and be praying for. But we need that gravely here in the church today. So that, again, that we know that we're not alone, that we're not having to struggle on our own, that the things that we're going through are unique to us. We might have different ways that we solve them today, but still the problems typically don't change. 
the challenges typically don't change. Um, we value what you bring to the table. We value um, the experience that you have. We value your love for the Lord and what Christ has done for you in your life. Be free to share it. Share it with us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for all the things that you've done for us. Father, I thank you again for the example that we have laid out in Scripture of the not only the families that are uh, lied out throughout uh, the various lines of Scripture, but also um, as we celebrate mothers today, um, the, the impression that we have, the experience that we have, and the examples that we have of the different types of mothers that we see even in your word. Father, help the, use those as an encouragement for each and every one of us. And as we're here today, Father, if the, all of the people under the sound of my voice know and understand that um, we still yet have work to do. That work is to, to continue to uh, sow these seeds into uh, the people that are around us, that we wouldn't withhold our testimony of uh, your goodness, your grace and mercy. We wouldn't withhold that from anybody else, that we would go and share that so they would know how good you are that they would understand that you have not left or forsaken them either, and that we can go in and share amongst each other so that we can sharpen each other and grow. Father, we thank you for all the things that you continue to do uh, for us and through us. And it's in the precious name of Jesus I pray this. Amen.